Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Hosted by Rob McLean, Craig Moore and Leanne Crichton. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! We are three hours away from the big kickoff at Ibrox Rangers looking to get points on the board in Group A against... Danish champions Bronby Craig Moore in his suit will be there I'll be there tonight yes. <laughs> uh, we're, we're organising the Go Radio Football Show helicopter so stand by the <laughs> helipad at Ibrox Craig Moore in about uh, two and a half hours time will be coming your way uh, apart from your travel arrangements Craig which we're still working on obviously how's that going to go tonight? You know I think it's a, look we all know it's a must win uh, game for Rangers Stephen Gerrard's come out and said it himself I think a lot of the Rangers fans will be going, hoping they can get that victory. I'm not sure there's a huge amount of confidence going into it if you look at form. Um, they need a big performance. The fans will want a big performance, but I think it's a, a really tough test from tonight. She's followed by Pink on social media, but uh, she's here <laughs> tonight. Leanne Crichton is with us. We are in the presence of greatness. Um, Your Honour, how's, how's this game going to go tonight? Uh, thanks, Rob, for just letting the, <laughs> letting the listeners know Pink's a, few na- a few name drops. I know you have uh, kept it quiet yourself, obviously. I have, actually. But... You're the first person I've told and you've just told okay. everybody. Told no, honestly, you've not. Um, tonight's game, I think, yeah, it's going to be tough. I agree with Craig. I think the fans will be going there hoping that they get a performance from Rangers, which I think they, they might just edge it tonight. You know, I always think with the fans on side and um, when Rangers are under pressure in Europe they tend to perform and they've shown that over the last number of seasons so yeah I think it'd be a close one but certainly a performance and if Morelis can, can find the back of the net and, and take some of those chances that have been coming his way in recent weeks I don't think it should be a problem Yeah we'll be reflecting on what Stephen Gerrard has said about Alfredo Morelis and the striking department in general mm-hmm. because I think it's fair to say they have been short of goals Craig Misfiring, for sure. You look at... I mean, look, I think it wasn't a huge issue last season because there was such a a spread within the team. Goals were coming from everywhere. Um, This season, it hasn't really been the case and and I think it's been a big problem because Rangers have been in a situation where, you know, they get their noses ahead and they've been unable to sort of like put teams to the sword and and really go on and and finish the game. You know, you look at recent matches, Rob Motherwell, Hearts at 1-0... There's, there's that opportunity. You're, you're leaving uh, an opportunity for your opponent and you know two teams have taken it. Rangers need to get to that situation where not only are getting that, that first goal, they're getting the lift from the supporters, they're going to get the second and third and killing games off. They are also, Leanne, in unfamiliar territory. I was just looking back over the last three seasons in Europe you know, in which they've made an increasingly big impact. So last season, they, they started off by beating Standard Liège in Belgium, that amazing uh, Kemar Roof goal, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Lech Poznan at home, then a couple of draws with Benfica. I mean, last season was, was a fantastic group performance from them. Season before, they beat Feyenoord at home, uh, the Ojo goal, yeah. uh, the only goal of that game. 
then they lost, then they drew, and then they drew and beat Porto. Uh, but they won the first game, I guess, significantly. Last uh, the season before that, they drew in Spain with Villarreal, which was a really good result. Mm-hmm. And then at Ibrox, they they beat Rapid Vienna. So they've had that habit of getting points on the board early on. Mm-hmm. It it do, it does mean pre- I mean it's only six games in the group, and when you go through the first two with, with zero points, it does put on a little bit of pressure, doesn't it? That? It does, Rob. And I think what happens, and what I think what's happened domestically as well, is that teams have started to figure Rangers out in the way that they play. So I think probably the first couple of seasons in Europe. They took a lot of teams by surprise because the way that they played, so much energy, so much positivity, they really got after teams. Uh, they had managed to figure out that game plan. They were compact, they were robust, and they had that pace that they played in the counter-attack a mm. hell of a lot. So I think now when you're coming up against teams in Europe, that there's a bit more research there, there's there's a bit more analysis going on, and teams are better equipped, I think, for coming up against them. So um, it is what it is. It, they're at this stage now. Have they been performing well? I don't think they've had the best start to the season. But when you look at their standings, they're still top of the table. Yeah. I think the weekend performance there against Hearts, they were dominant. You know, in another day could have been three goals up yeah. before they go and concede. So, and as Craig <clears throat> mentioned, which is a brilliant point, last season there was goals coming from all over the pitch. Mm. That's what's missing this season. It's not just that Alfredo Morelos is not firing in all cylinders. It's that Tavernier's not scoring as much. Ryan Kent's not in the team. Aribo's not scoring as Arfield's, much. Arfield scored a quite a number yes. of goals. He's hardly he's yep. played 22 minutes, I believe, this season. Yeah. Yep. You know, so these are the players that were stepping up last season when it all came together. And I think when you look at the performance against Hearts, certainly that first half performance, if there's more of that, which yeah. I think Steven Gerrard reiterated he was pleased with that that part of the performance, uh, they won't be too far away from getting it right. And you do make the comparison with what's happening at Celtic at the moment, yeah. don't mm-hmm. you? And uh, Jota's got three goals, Abada's got six and Kyogo's got nine. Well, at this moment in time, in terms of front three, they're, they're the best in the country by a mile. Uh, you, you touch on those goals, Rob. Um, you know, coming from all different areas, Kyogo, we we know he hit the ground running. Um, Jota's come in and been fantastic. Abada, still a young player, getting the the, the six goal, fantastic return. Uh, you know, and I've sat and done the, the show a number of times with John Hartson as well. If you're a, if you're a striker and you're at Rangers and Celtic and you're not scoring twenty plus, you, you really should be. Mm. Uh, and if you if you're not, then you you moved on pretty quickly based um, on chances created. Yeah. And you can't you can't fault the amount of chances that there was, especially at the weekend. And, and I agree, Leanne. In terms of it's probably the first half was I would say the the best football I've seen Rangers mm-hmm. play this season. But once again, they were unable to go on with the job. They were unable to back that up second half and and get that second goal uh, and put the game beyond Hearts. And you know, fair play to Hearts who who hung into the match and then were, were able to get the mm-hmm. the late equaliser. I think that as the games are going later. And and it is only one nil. Rangers are a little bit nervy as well, um, and making mistakes, and, and have been punished in the last couple of games domestically. Yeah, Barry Ferguson was raving about that first half performance last night on the show as well. Mm-hmm. That first half performance uh, against Hearts certainly the little signs that Rangers are getting there in terms of performance. Although they set the bar so high with what they did in the course of last season. If you're on the way to the game. Give us a call, get involved in the football chat. Let us know what you think, how it's going to go uh, tonight. Let us know about your travel plans. Are you taking a helicopter to the game like Craig Moore or are you are you going under the normal way, public transport and all that sort of stuff before it gets chaotic in the next uh, couple of weeks? 0808 17 17 700 on the phone. Uh, text go on your message to 87474 on the special on the socials even at Go Football Show. Have you got your uh, vaccination proof tonight? Uh, because there will be spot checks. Oh, I have. I have on the way to yes, the game. Yes, and I've had that right? for a long time, Rob. You have. I've had it for a long time. Okay, yes. because Rangers are just making it clear to fans tonight 
because um, there's going to be obviously a big crowd at Arbrox. Um, what they're saying is, just seeing, looking at their statement here, uh, supporters encouraged to arrive with a hard copy of their vaccine certificate. However, digital copies will also be accepted. Uh, visitors from all parts of the UK will be able to use their existing vaccine certificates. Uh, so just in case there's a late panic, and if you are haven't left, quite left the house mm -hmm. at this stage, that is something to be uh, thinking about. Uh, just make sure you've got that on your way to the game so you get in and uh, Rangers looking to get off the mark with points. What does Stephen Gerrard reckon to Bromby? In terms of Bromby, I know a lot about them because I've watched a lot of games uh, in the last week, 10 days. Um, I'm aware that they didn't start the season domestically really strong, but they seem in the last three, four weeks, the last four or five games to be getting a lot stronger and turning the form around. I think they're a really honest team who play with a back five. Uh, they carry a big threat up front. They have a little and large combination, really good movement. And um, we need to control the front two players uh, for, for Bromby to, to, to have a chance because they carry a big threat. Um, so they're a team, again, at this level, you've always got to respect your opponents, uh, the individuals within that. But for me, the focus is very much on us and trying to be the best version of Rangers. If we do, we should get a positive result. They are champions. They're the reigning champions mm. of Denmark, but they're way off the pace this season. Sixth, they're, yeah. they're sixth in the 12-team league at the yeah. moment, way about a dozen points or so behind Michelin. Yeah, no, it has been a, a slow start, uh, but interesting in terms of the little and large combination up top because, again, going back to Rangers at the weekend, two central defenders, um, Goldson and... Uh, and Balogun were booked in the first half. And for me, they, they then the second half didn't really defend properly uh, in the way that they would because obviously the yellow card may be a little bit worried. And then if you don't do the basics well defensively, uh, again, it can it can flow through the team. They'll be tested. They'll be tested tonight. Like I said, I mean, the, the, the Scandinavian sides are always well drilled. They're well organised. Um, and... They've got the players that, with the technical ability to go and win football matches. I, I just feel as if this is a game that everyone expects Rangers to, to go and, and find that performance. We've been speaking about it for such a long time. I think Rangers can do it. Have I got absolute confidence? No, I don't because I, just the, the form leading in and the, the, the amount of changes, players not firing. Um, and I know that tonight's going to be a real test and a fight and, and the fans are up and behind the team, Rob, for so long. But they need to see goals. Um, that's that's just the reality. That's the way it works at Ibrox. Ryan Kent's a big miss, isn't he? I mean, not so much based on what, what he's done so far this season because by his own admission, I guess, he would say he's been disappointing, Leanne, but mm -hmm. because of what he has so often produced on these sort of nights. Yeah, actually, when I was listening to Ange Postecoglou speaking about Jota um, after the game the other night, it, actually, it kind of was relevant to the way that Ryan Kent played for Rangers, particularly last season. It wasn't always the work that he did going forward as well. Defensively, I think Ryan Kent showing a different side to his game and that's why he's been so effective in big games because when it was back to the wall perhaps in moments in old firm games, he came up trumps because he was doing both sides of the game. Mm -hmm. In the European games where you were naturally under pressure, which you need to give up the ball for a, at least a short spell in the games, he was back in there, he was doing the, the tough side of the game and then he would produce that moment going forward and absolutely he's, he's missed that. I think uh, Scott Wright, he's, he's shown that he's more effective I think coming off the bench and being an impact player unfortunately than being a player that starts. I think when he starts games he, he, he maybe starts well and starts to fall out the games uh, and maybe that's just through the consistency of being a, an impact player but he's got to really step up I think playing in, in a front three at Rangers like Craig said it's down to every player you know if you're in the front three and you're getting that amount of chances you've got to be scoring more goals 
No Kent, no Jack. I mean, yeah. Rangers have had to do without uh, him for quite a while, but um, he was such an important player to Rangers uh, when he was an integral part of that midfield. No Helander, he's been missing for a while as well. Mm-hmm. A, a pillar of the, what the the first choice defensive setup, you would say. Yeah. And no Glenn Kamara tonight either because he's he's yeah, suspended. Is... Those those are four who would be on your team sheet, wouldn't they? they Starting if, if you had your full complement, they they'd all play, wouldn't they? Starting eleven, and and the reality is they would make. This this Rangers side, whatever's going to go out tonight, a lot a lot stronger. I, I just think with, with Jack, I think he's been a huge miss um, because of the ugly side of the game, uh, and, and by that you know, in, in terms of um, sweeping in front of that back four, the simple side of the breaking, game, almost breaking at down times. things. He's he's very um, tidy in possession. Mm. He doesn't try the world. He's all that sort of stuff. So you get good momentum, and you're able to break things down uh, and stop teams attacking. I think that Rangers have kind of missed that. I think that also um, that the urgency without the ball. So, so you know, Rangers were in the last couple of seasons really hunting and pressing mm-hmm. and giving teams no time whatsoever on the ball, forcing errors and then being in good areas, Rob, to, to be able to go a couple of passes, bang, 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 picking it out of the net. I think that that side of their game has dropped off a lot I, this season. And I think even when you look at the, the depth of the squad, we always spoke about how strong that was for Rangers. But when you look at it at the weekend, you know, Roof's come off the bench. Bakuna's been introduced to the game. Mm-hmm. Sakala, he, he, he's looked okay in spells. Yeah. He's got a lot of pace, but he's certainly not shown that he, he's going to be that player that's a nailed down starter or mm-hmm. is going to really put Alfredo Morelos under pressure. Um, Kemar Roof, for whatever reason, always seems to be that player that... That misses Great out an athlete, yeah, Great another off the bench. impact. Is he an impact player? Very similar to a Cedric Yitten last yeah. season. You know, came in in moments, scored the odd goal here and there. Looked like he could kick on, and but then in the moments that he starts games, never really produced. So, Alfredo Morelos is still for me the only player that can properly lead the line for Rangers. And when that doesn't happen, when his link-up play is not quite there, when he doesn't put the ball in the back mm. of the net, like I said they do find themselves in a bit of trouble and they don't have much coming off the bench when you don't have a Scott Wright because he's now starting because you've missing Ryan Kent like you mentioned um, and defensively you're, you're probably a bit more vulnerable as well. But even we touched on Robert, I think Stephen Gerrard said a few weeks ago, Hadji's back. Um, you know, I think, I'm not sure he's what game he come, he, he come on, but he come on, he had the, se- the second half where he changed the game um, and then you expected him to, to really kick on and be dominant. The problem that that, that Rangers, the, the, whatever players, whatever group go out there at the moment, is there's, there's too many that are nowhere near their best. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, need, you, you need six or seven to be at it. You can carry three or four, but at the moment, one or two are at it and you're carrying eight, nine players. And, and that's why it's been huff and puff. Same time, domestically in a really, really good position. But this next level, Rob, of European football, you have to be so much better. I wonder if Morelos will do it tonight. Will he get back on the European goal trail? Because his uh, strike rate this season, uh, by his standards, disappointing. Five and 15 is not enough uh, for me. Um, Not just from him. I think we need to score more goals. All our strikers, um, we're we're, we're at ranges here. The chances we're creating, I'd expect the the guy who's played the majority of the minutes as a number nine to have more than five and 15. So they're stats that we need to improve on moving forward. We have to keep providing the service and the chances for for Alfredo to get more goals. But if you look at previous number nines and also Alfredo's records in other seasons, it, it has been better than five and 15. So I'm sure Alfredo himself, certainly myself and the coaching staff, in terms of our attacking unit and our number nines, we want to get more goals into them. It's that expectation that comes from 99 goals in less than 200 games for Rangers. So 
he does he does score just about one every other game, mm-hmm. which is amazing over over Incredible. over the, the four years or so yeah. that he's been at Rangers. So the next one will be will be his hundredth goal. But Stephen Gerrard not not um, beating about the bush really about yeah. the disappointment I guess in 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 goals. And you look, Kemar Roof's got six, Morella's five. Just one competitive goal for Fashion Sakala so far mm-hmm. after scoring against Real Madrid, of course, pre-season. Yep. Two couple for Joe Aribo. Um, but it's way <clears> down <throat> on what Rangers' figures would have been at this stage last season. Yeah, and, and look, so with the Morello situation, Rob, the pleasing thing, uh, even against Hearts, was that he was putting himself or he was finding goal-scoring positions. Now, that that's also very, very important because you've got to be there to miss him. Um, and and he, he definitely done that against Hearts. Like, but <laughs> but it's one of those ones where if you're a striker and you're not scoring goals and you're not finding positions, goal scoring positions, and then it's a real real concern. He just needs that goal, and then then he he may well go on that run again. But like I said, for me, it's been the it's been the spread of goals because even last season, as as great as what Morelos is, there wasn't that heaped pressure on. That's where our goals are coming from. You know, all the strikers were involved. Centre halves were getting up, scoring from set pieces. Yeah. There, there was goals coming from everywhere, yeah. and, and the goals are big moments in games that 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 change the course of the game. You might not want to talk about Rangers. You might want to talk about Celtic and what happened Tuesday afternoon at Celtic Park. That three thirty kickoff. All those understanding employers uh, allowing everybody to go to the game. A fifty thousand crowd. It was a fantastic atmosphere. It was a fantastic performance as well. And we will be turning our attention in the course of the show as well to what's happening in Seville. It's a five forty-five kickoff in Group G between Real Betis and Bayer Leverkusen. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one goes. How impressed, Leanne, were you with Celtic on Tuesday? Yeah, very impressed. I think they've, they've started to show a different level. Uh, was it Fur Park at the weekend as well? And to be honest, I didn't think defensively they were tested an awful lot in the sense that I think you can still see errors in there just in the way that they move the ball at times in their positional sense. But going forward, middle to front, they've been exceptional. I think even looking at Callum McGregor, a player we spoke about a lot, Craig, when I've been on, and mm. he's went up so many levels this season. And he's for being that player that's almost anchoring the midfield, he's forward thinking all the time. You can see it constantly. Jota, he's at it. Kyogo, a different element. Abada, legs, even Rogic, when he could, you know, a different mm. player he looks this season. So, yeah. um, and then you know, Tuesday it could have been at least four or five, couldn't it? With it, again the chances that they had. So an impressive performance. I think the clean sheet's the more important thing yeah. when you really look about turning a corner and, and kicking on. I think defensively, that's where the question marks have been. I don't think it's been going forward yeah. because Celtic do create light Rangers. There's chances here. There's creative players. There's quality players, but it's those moments. Seven corners, I think, eight corners on Tuesday, defended very, very well. They're not susceptible to those mistakes that they had been earlier in the season. So Celtic got the job done on Tuesday and it just changes the complexion, doesn't it, in terms of how the group looks. Rangers want to do that same thing tonight in their match against Bronby. It's an eight o'clock kickoff and they look to get points on the board as well. If you're on the way to the game tonight, give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. It's Leanne Crichton and Craig Moore and Rob McLean on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre on another big European night. We've got the Tottenham game about to happen. Craig Moore behind me on this screen, which you will be watching while concentrating on everything that Leanne and I say at the same time. Will you manage that? Of course. 
Good. Yeah, Excellent. got it all covered. All three <laughs> sides, all three walls. Everything is covered in here. Uh, we're going to be keeping tabs on that uh, Betis against Leverkusen game. Now that uh, Celtic are off the mark in terms of points. Uh, and having won, uh, as you said, Leanne, 2-0 going on 4-5 or five Celtic, they'll be pretty confident, I think, about going to Budapest and, and getting another three points. Yeah, I don't think they've they've got too much to worry about. You know, Ferenc Farris, they tried to contain Celtic you know but you could see from 15-20 minutes into the game that that was never going to be sustainable it was to, a strange to, approach from yeah, them wasn't it especially at Celtic Park to go and absorb that amount of pressure it was it was never going to work um, backs to the wall defensively you're having to be switched on Craig will tell you how difficult that is to be under that amount of pressure and different types of attacks as well you know one minute's coming down the right the left centrally strikers playing off the centre dropping into pockets then you're defending set plays it's a really tough gig so I think Celtic will have taken a lot of confidence from that and you know it'll be interesting to see this result tonight and where it leaves Celtic going into that next match yeah, it's three wins on the bounce for them. It's a mm-hmm. couple of clean sheets, although yeah. Ange Postacoglu in his uh, media conference afterwards was saying it's not clean sheets as far as he's concerned, it's good defending because sometimes you get clean sheets with a bit of luck or, yes. or yeah. an outstanding goalkeeping performance. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily about your outfield players and how, how they're defending. So I guess that was a good point. He'll be he'll be feeling a whole lot happier, won't he, about the way things are developing? Yeah, look, the, the team are developing nicely. Um, that's for sure. Uh, like I said, the goals and the creativity and the opportunities uh, hasn't ever been a concern um, from what we've seen this season. It's just more about good defending, as Andrew will say, or, you know, stopping the, you know, the silly mistakes. And, and if you can cut those key errors out and make yourselves hard to score against, then you're in a far better position. I was saying to Leanne earlier as well, see if you're able to keep clean sheets and be as dangerous as what Celtic are in scoring a lot of goals, Rob, then you start getting people coming to your place going, oof, mm-hmm. we're not going to get much joy here today. And they're a lot of the time beaten before they even turn up at your stadium. Yeah, it is, that's the bigger thing, is the psychological impact that that can have. If you can send warning shots both in defence and attack, that really gives you food for thought as an opposition. You know, how do you analyse that team? Where are their weaknesses? Yeah, maybe defensively at times, but they seem to be nullifying a lot of those issues. Um, there's a confidence amongst the squad don't get me wrong on, on Saturday they were lucky early on Joe Hart takes a ball back to his feet gets caught under him slightly they almost get done in the press Motherwell going they're aggressive mm-hmm. but they get away with it you know and they get out of that but these are the things that Angie's asking them to do all the time so the more they do it the more comfortable it becomes maybe Carter Vickers it's not the, the style of play that he's been used to mm-hmm. under I think an intensity in the Scottish game that's really quite high you don't get an awful lot of time on the yeah. ball um, you hear a lot of players speaking about that that have come from England and up to Scotland so he's now starting to adjust and looking more comfortable Starfelt's starting to look more comfortable you know and he's got that natural recovery pace as well so even in moments that he does get caught out he's got that recovery in him. Um, so they're looking a lot more stable. Good defending, as Ange says. <laughs> Big win for Celtic <laughs> on Tuesday. Will Rangers get the win they are after tonight at Ibrox? Let's talk to Sean. He's the man who generally has all the answers. Hi, Sean. Hi there, guys. How you doing? Good, Hi, Sean. thank you. Sean. What are you thinking about the game, Sean? Yeah, I want a Rangers win, but I want to keep a clean sheet because I'm, I'm fed up seeing Rangers conceding goals. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed we get a good win tonight and uh, score a couple of goals. I got offered a ticket, but I can't. My cover nineteen app hangs over on my phone, so I've just got to watch it now. You don't, and you don't have the paper hard copy version, no. No, no, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Okay. And I don't like to go there and chance it, so no. I just sign it and watch it on BT. So 
Knowing, uh, you, knowing so, your luck, he'd get caught in the spot check. So, um, yeah, 100%. So, yeah. and nah, no chance. That's too, too far for Sonny Gifarmer to govern. So, nah. <laughs> but but I am hoping. Hope, that again? You're, you're feeling pretty confident then, yeah? Anyway, I'm quite confident. I wouldn't say very confident. No. Confident. Craig's, Craig's a bit I like that. I don't know if you're listening at the top of the show, but Craig's, I mean, Craig's a bit that way. You know, he, he, he's looking forward to the game. He is wants to be optimistic, but just has a little form. doubt in his the in form. Sean, it? it doesn't really give us a lot to be to be confident about. Obviously, we, you know, you're hoping that Rangers are going to go and respond to the crowd and, and start well and get that goal and tr- and go on with the job. But yeah. that confidence is not really there for me. You know, you're kind of hoping, I think, a little bit at the moment. Uh, definitely. And Craig, the other thing where you want him to I would actually drop Morelis tonight and actually play Ruth up front. I don't know what your opinions on that end of the season. Yeah, no, interesting one because I think I've seen some some media, I don't know whether it come from down south, about whether or not Morelos even starts tonight. Um, look, I mean, it'd be a big one. It'd be a big call from Stephen Gerrard after the back of, um, you know, his statement about five goals in 15 games is not enough. And then if he was to leave him out tonight, mm. you'd go, oof, that's, that, that's a big call. Um, Although this is interesting. Just have a listen to what he said, uh, Stephen Gerrard, at the media conference about strikers. Um yeah, we'll talk after this. Hold on. I was asked a question about Alfredo at the weekend. It's quite obvious that he's not in his best of form, but he's still getting into the right places. It's yep. all-round game, still okay. Um, and it's only a matter of time uh, before the goals come from Alfredo's point of view. He's sitting on 99, so I'm sure he'll be desperate to, to get to 100. But I certainly won't be giving me, me team selection away. But it wouldn't surprise me if three of me number nines had involved over the 90 minutes tomorrow. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. That, that, so that's Roof and, and Sakala and Morelos. But is Morelos one that you use from the start? You don't. You're not looking for him to for him to come off the bench, are you? No. Look, I personally, listening to to that, um, having you know the I guess experience and, and working with a lot of managers, when someone is is, is Stephen Jarrett saying that he's still he's still working hard, he's still bringing a lot to the team. The goals are just not there at the moment. He's still finding himself in goal scoring positions. If you then bring that player out, who's a key player in your team, um, for me, you, you, make, you make a bad call. Um, and I, I don't see Steven Gerrard doing that. I, I think that, you know, in terms of consistency, that's been a big problem for Reigns in terms of, you know, the starting 11s. It's been interrupted, having to make all these changes. That's been a negative in terms of the way they've performed this season. So I, I still think you need to throw him in there. You need to give him that chance. He's still doing all the right things and, and you've got to hope that he gets that goal and, and it turns. I think if you bring him out, it, it, it's worse. But that's just my opinion. Do you think it could be the flicking of a switch, Sean, and and uh, that sooner or later somebody's going to get a doing from Rangers when they when they, when they they do find the way to the back of the net? Uh, definitely. I think, I think that's right. But I don't, I don't see... I think Rangers hopefully get a good one and score a couple of goals, but... I don't think they'll do this team are doing tonight. I don't think that, I don't think this is the game today. But I hope I hope I'm wrong. But I don't know. I'm just I don't know. It's a weird one. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But just want a clean. Definitely want a clean sheet because I'm at the back. But just I don't know. Oh, yeah, this place. And do you know what? I would even bring back that team January of defender. I think we we'll bring. I think we should bring him Kat- back. Kat- Katic. Yeah. Yeah, to be yeah, honest with you, Sean, I've not been following in terms of maybe what he's been doing on a week-to-week basis uh, in Croatia. So that'd be interesting if he's obviously, you know, playing all the games and getting the minutes that he needs to to get back after a long-term injury. You know, the ACL is a, is a tough injury and you don't get back to, to, to full form immediately. So it'd be interesting to see how that, that progression 
uh, for him is coming along. Uh, Edmondson is also is he out on loan or he signed? He's, he's, he's gone, hasn't he? He's gone. Yeah. yeah. So again, it was a, it was one of those ones where um, you know the Katic one for me. I think they've just gone. You know what? For this season, we've just got to forget about Katic. Uh, but then obviously that's before Holanda picks up the the, mm. the injury as well. And there, there's some issues there, but. Look, players have just got to come in and it's just defending is, is just about the basics and doing that well. But you're saying clean sheets are so important because at the moment, Rangers are not scoring the two and three goals. Um, you know, one nil, you want to be able to shut up shop. But at the moment, it's a nervy one nil. And then as we've seen, the the, the late late goals coming from a Motherwell or Hearts and it's from a mistake. And I think that's down to just nervy defending by not being able to finish a game off. Sean, Two questions regarding two different players. What's your thoughts on uh, Scott Wright? Would you start him again tonight? Or, or if you if you go with Morelis, does he possibly drop out and Roof goes in off the left? And thoughts on the, the Tav Patterson scenario? How do you solve that issue? Uh, well, I, I would start Wright tonight. Um, but I definitely, if I, if I was the manager, I'd put Roof up. But the one we just say Tav and Patterson. Yeah. I think they two could play together. I know a lot of people say this. Mm-hmm. I would put Tav and Ear up in the right wing and have um Patterson as, as the right back. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people speaking about that and possibly the, the change in formation that would be similar to a, a Scotland situation mm. with a, a Tierney Robertson scenario to try and get them both in the team because I just think you get something different from mm. Patterson as well. I don't know what it is about Tavernier just now. I don't think he looks the player that he was last season, whether it is his confidence, the fact that he's not scoring, you know, and, and a lot of those last year were penalties, but still mm. scoring makes you feel good. It makes yeah, you feel yeah. part of things. It gives him that belief in himself. And I think he's a huge confidence player. I just don't see him with the same amount of energy going up and down that right-hand side as what we've seen in previous seasons. So I just wonder how long it's going to be before... Rangers need to seriously consider how they get Patterson in the team because I don't think he'll be a player that's that's there and content. I know he's a young player, but he's got surely aspirations to to go and play, and mm. I think he could be starting games. But but on the Tavernier one though, Leanne, so we're talking about first half against Hearts Rangers. It's the best they've looked all season. Yeah, Tav was very good the first half. Yeah, I just he, think he, overall, he showed, he, yeah, showed a, yeah. he showed a great urgency. Uh, he gave him a great outlet going forward, and again Rangers. They, they didn't then put themselves in a position where they've come in at halftime where that game should have been done and dusted. Mm-hmm. Um, the challenge of Tavernier, club captain, and, and, a, and an emerging talent who's actually a senior international player now, mm. um, that, 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 that would be a challenge for, for any manager at any club. Um, so that, that is a real, a real tough one. Especially when you've made your name with a system which hasn't changed in three years. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly right. And again, so I, I, I know exactly what you're saying in terms of what what Scotland have done with mm-hmm. with Tierney and Robertson? I'm I'd, not saying that I would I would do it, but I just no, think no, that surely you know it, when you, something they should think yeah. about, especially when at the moment this season is not mm-hmm. going really according to plan. There's a lot of players out of form, so it's probably the time where you could try something different. Mm-hmm. I just don't get the feeling that Steven Gerrard is that type that will maybe go for that, but might be wrong. But intriguingly, he did speak about it right at the start of the season. He he, he actually introduced the subject at one of his media conferences yes. where, he, where he said, you know. I'm, you know, this is a situation I'm going to have to deal with. You know, it, he predicted there would be a time where he would get them both in, the, in, his, in his team, but it, but it involve, involves a change of system. Yeah, and the... and, but I think the system change is something that would maybe not on every occasion, but I do believe that there's moments now in games that, that teams have sussed strangers out and, and they know how to play against them. So when you're in a face with a situation where you've got a five and fifteen for your strikers, 
do you need three front players? Could you go with a two? Could it be a three-five-two and like that? You push Tav up one, you have Patterson or vice versa. Then you just go with the two strikers. Could it be a Morelis and Roof combination that would work? Or do you go with a Scott Wright and a Morelis or vice versa with a Roof? So you've got a bit of pace and combination. And again, it gives teams something else to think about, a different dimension. But you're right, Craig, I don't see Steven Gerrard being the type of manager that would look to change his system to accommodate players as such. It's topical as well because obviously the the interest from Everton appears to have heightened again. That there, there's there's rumour of them upping their interest and maybe upping the level of the potential bid for Nathan Patterson as well. Uh, Conor Goldson was up at the media conference uh, yesterday and he was asked about whether he'd any advice uh, for Nathan. Advice wise, I don't think there's not real much advice I can give him. It's his own unique situation that he's in. It's credit to himself, the hard work that he's put in over the years. But all I can say is for this football club, I think that Nathan Patterson's the future of it. And I think he's an amazing player. Everyone that I've spoke to about him, I speak really highly of him on and off the pit. He wants to learn. I've really enjoyed playing next to him when he's played. I think he's a young boy full of energy, but at the same time, he's got amazing qualities both going forward and defending. So, as I said, I think he's the future of this football club and um, he's a player that I hope that Rangers keep for a long time. I love that quote, the work he's put in over the years. He's only 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, look, in a roundabout way, I think he's saying what we, we all think, you know, that the, the kid's good enough, can be playing. He's up against the, the, the skipper. In terms of business at Rangers Football Club, Tavernier would probably be the one that would likely go before a Patterson if Rangers really want to realise the value, um, unless they have a, you know which have laughed off 8 million for, mm -hmm. for, for Everton. So, you know, you're talking, you're talking big money and then potentially, a, you know, an on-sale kind of thing percentage. But for me, I still think that that upside in terms of the value of the player can go through the roof, needs to be playing. Tavernier, club captain, done a great job, wrestled the title back off a of Celtic after a long period of time. He might be the one that says, you know what, there might be an opportunity for me to go back down south. Mm -hmm. But what if Everton really decided that they wanted... Nathan Patterson, what would be the figure at Twitch Rangers would say, well, we can't really turn this sort of money down? I think you're talking 15, 20 million before you would start to, to turn somebody's head at Rangers. I, I think anything less, you would just be getting a, a straight bat, see you later, not for us. And is that possible? Do you, do you think Everton would go to that sort of level? Because every time he plays it seems as if his value goes up mm -hmm. that, that the quality of that delivery for Lyndon Dykes in the, in the Faroes is it possible <laughs> 15 20 million is a lot of money don't get me wrong is it something that you, you see um, happen a lot down south yeah of, of course we do um, what about Newcastle like Newcastle all of a yeah. sudden now yeah. a team that, that's going to come and have a lot of opportunities Um Again, money talks, Rob, in this game. And as much as he's a great young talent and Rangers would love to keep a hold of him, there's always a figure that will turn somebody's head to allow business to happen. And especially if there's more than one club involved, as you say, if a Newcastle were to, to get themselves interested, then it becomes a sort of auction situation. It does, but I think just now Rangers would, would look probably, I think anything 12 million plus yeah. would be where they're at. Yeah. You know, I think anything over 10 and you've got to seriously consider it based on the amount of game time that he's had at Rangers I don't know how you really go and justify how good he is because mm. we're basing it on potential and, and what he looks like he can do in this you know he's not played that many games so, so internationally he's, he's performed really well but I think are you going to say we'll give you 20 million from is Nathan Patterson ready to play 40 games in the Premier League 
you know, mm-hmm. over the next however many months. I, I'm not too sure. I think what's driving because, I think what's the driving only the reason price. that I'm not too sure mm-hmm. is because we've not seen him play a full yeah. season at Rangers mm-hmm. yet. But yeah. I think he's got bags of potential. You compare it to like a Kieran Tierney and he stays at Rangers for another three seasons. Mm-hmm. He's got over 100 appearances. He's been on and got some silverware in the mm-hmm. bag. 25 million, easily, if but, he goes and produces what Kieran the price? Tierney produced at Celtic. What's driving the price is is Brexit. People have got to look locally now. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that easy now to go get that foreign fullback to come in because yeah. of because of GB because of Brexit rules. Um, so that that in itself for for a Patterson for people in the UK alone, that's going to drive their prices also, up. And also his national team status just now is doing him the world of good. To go and be an international player is the difference. That's why you see a lot of players that go, you know, maybe it's not their first choice in terms mm. of the nations that they, they end up playing for. You're talking price tag, you're talking about demand and money in negotiating a contract. If you're an international player, that makes one hell of a difference to what a club's paying. Craig, you do know, Craig, that on this show, there's a club fine for mentioning Brexit. <laughs> oh, I just need to take it on the chin now. Yeah, no, no. Disciplinary proceedings <laughs> are already underway. Uh, Sean, you've made a reputation over the years, well, over the months, for outstanding predictions. What's your score for tonight? Um, I think um, I'll go three one, but I hope we don't get. I hope we get a clean sheet. But I don't think it will happen. I think it's quite an awful sheet of goal. That's probably the thing. <laughs> Good to hear from you. Yeah, and see, see, see before I go, I don't know if he's going to take a break, but will um, Gerard go to Newcastle? Well, I'm going to I'm going to ask Craig Moore about that shortly. He has spoken about it already, of course, but we, he will be reiterating um, about those rumours that uh, link uh, Stephen Gerrard to that uh, now vacant position at Newcastle. Thanks a lot, Sean. Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go, 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 go. go, on Go Radio, the football show on a Thursday night with Craig Moore, Leanne Crichton and Rob McLean with the Taxi Centre as well. We have got the technology, uh, we've had the best brains in the building put to work on uh, finding that Betis against Leverkusen game. Well, it was producer James actually, it wasn't the best brains in the building uh, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. We had to go down a couple of notches on the ladder. Uh, but he got there, he got the toolbox out, he got it sorted and uh, in the studio we're going to be watching how those two are uh, are getting on. Uh, Betis nil, Leverkusen nil early on. On the night, of course, that Rangers get back to European business and uh, look to get some points on the board. Uh, I guess Bronby, the Danish champions at Ibrox tonight. Just looking, Craig, at, uh, you'll know already what the lineup was at the weekend and just wondering what the team lineup might be for Rangers tonight. It was McGregor and Goals, Ta- mm-hmm. Tavernier, Goldson, Balogun and Barisic, Kamara and Lundstrom, Aribo, Haji, Wright and Morellas. What are you reckoning as a lineup for well, Kamara tonight? Kamara comes out, obviously, he's suspended, isn't he? Um, so who you got going in the Steve Davis obviously Davis, just comes back. Yeah. Davis just comes back in there. Um Aribo might be part of that that three. Uh, and then up, up front I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be Morelos, I think it'll be Roof, I think it'll be Haji. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I think that'll be the front three. Lundstrom, I hate it when I hate it when you two agree. Lundstrom, <laughs> Aribo and, and Davis. Yeah, in yeah, the middle of the park. I think it makes sense and it probably, you know, is why Davis didn't feature too, and too been, heavily yeah, at the weekend just trying to manage him a bit more yeah. um, but we might you know we, we might see Roof still on the bench which for me I, th- I think he's one of these players that would be good on a night like tonight 
because he gives you something different. You know, you, I think he, to start or to you mean start, coming yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I quite like him uh, coming in off the left because mm. I think he, he does go and almost give you like that dual striker role at times. Yeah. Um, and his physical attributes, I think he works hard. He always puts a shift in when you know the chips are down. I think he's a player that can come up with that goal that that you really need. So uh, it'll be interesting because it, you know has Scott Wright done too much wrong to drop out? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, maybe I'm being tough on yeah. him in, in that sense, but I just think when you compare him to a Ryan Kent and looking at, at the attributes that he's got and how much he really should be giving you and, and could give you in that Rangers front three, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a change here and there. Much though I bow to your football knowledge, you two. Let's get Justin on the line. Uh, yeah. Justin, Rangers fan who's heading to the game tonight. Hi, Justin. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, Good thanks. Justin. Yourself, are you en route? I am on route, yes. I see every time I seem to have any conversation with Craig, I seem to be on route somewhere. <laughs> well, he, well he'll, he'll, when, he'll shortly be on route as well. So, <laughs> Yeah, I bumped into Craig the other day in Manchester with, with John. Uh, Good couple of days, he'll, eh? He'll remember. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but no, my, my point, guys, was I want to kind of echo what you were talking about, about the, the kind of front three with Angels. Um, I think since we've since Kent's dropped out uh, through injury, Scott Wright hasn't really stepped up. He's been energetic and bust, but with a great end product to it. And he got he got off to I such a great start as well, didn't he? He did. He, I say he gets all the energy. He's very direct. But the unfortunate thing is, there doesn't seem to be much at the end of it. You know, it, it, with his tragedy, I think. We've missed him over the last three weeks until he's come back. Mm-hmm. I think he gives you a lot more danger around the box. He wins you a lot more three kicks around the box. But he also... He's very similar to the ball for me. You know, you didn't realise what the ball did until he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the... Adji gives you the same sort of engagement. That, the same that... sort of... That's a serious tribute, isn't it? If you're if you're comparing Hadji to, to Ronald De Boer. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a similar type of player. You know, you, you maybe don't appreciate what they do in the team, how much they pull out the game, how much they other people into the game until they aren't actually there. Uh, because I know Kaji was criticised a lot for maybe being lazy or not having an end product, but I think he gives you a lot more to the team going forward. And I was surprised that him and Arebo got brought off at the weekend together. Yeah, it was a strange one. Because they were... Sorry, Chris. No, it was a strange one, Justin. What so you would have heard the comments, obviously, with Stephen Gerrard about uh, Alfredo Morelos. Um, yeah. What What would you do? Would you be starting Morelos up top there tonight? I would. I would be going with him and Roof uh, up top, and you know, essentially, you, you've got you've got Morelos does a lot of hard work. He holds the ball up well. He brings other people into play. Yep. I think Roof adds a different dynamic to that. Maybe he runs him behind a little bit more than Morelos. Yeah, he's a bit more mobile, but he's also quite aggressive in a different way from Morelos. He'll chase things down a lot more. He's, I think he gives defenders a different think, a different idea to think about something else mm-hmm. to it. Whereas Wright is just, he's a wee bit one-dimensional. He kind of runs at you. If you manage to stand him up, you can play him off. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Ruth is a bit more aggressive. He's a bit more a handful as a player. Yeah, and what, what? So in terms of the, in terms of the formation that Rangers have played pretty much for the last two seasons, Stephen Gerrard mentioned uh, about the start that he might have to look at 
a change of formation. We were speaking a little bit early on in terms of, you know, Patterson and, and, and Tavernier kind of thing. Do you think that that Rangers in a, in a four four two formation could be a little bit more compact, still be able to create just as many opportunities, and it might suit the players that they've got at this moment in time? I, I think it would. To be honest, I, I, I think it would. I also think a, a sort of, if you like, traditional three-five-two mm-hmm. would work. Yep. Um, because let's be honest, we're very overloaded at points, and from a midfield perspective, it also allows you to get um, Kamara, Jack, and Haji people into a midfield and that structure where you're rotating. You know, Lundstrom, Kamara, Jack, mm-hmm. those kind of players can fit around it. Um, but yeah, a four four two. I'd like to see Rangers going two up top, as opposed to three. Um, Kent, is that when you bring Kent into the dynamic? He just adds a different dynamic into the mix that you guys are talking about. You know, teams are getting used to playing Rangers. They're getting used to yeah. the way Rangers operate. Adding a different dynamic to it, I don't think it would do any harm. Justin, would you agree that there is a, a predictability about Rangers as well, in, even in terms of the changes that happen game to game? I always think it, you almost know what's coming, regardless of what the game is. You know, you look at Hearts um, at the weekend, you know, 1 0, a tight game. I think the three changes that Hearts made had a real influence on the game. Gary Mackay, Stevens, Nandwee, and Janelli came on, you know, and it had a real impact. But you then look at the changes that Rangers make, and, and then they concede late on in the game. and I just wonder at times if, if Rangers are still lacking a wee bit of game management that we questioned, I think, in seasons gone by. I think they, on watching it, I mean, I was at the Hearts game, I was, I was watching it, and I've got to be honest, you could feel in the last 10, 15 minutes, as soon as the big striker came on, mm-hmm. they started looking there at the back. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they started looking, you know, they were taking an extra touch, they were looking... You know, panicky when the ball was coming anywhere near the box. Whereas I think I, I, I've got to be honest, I, I love uh, Balogun when it's centre back because I think it gives Golson a bit more stability um, around those kind of things. I think Golson can take it can be a bit dangerous when he takes the ball in with somebody attacking him. He would take an extra touch quite close to the defender, almost give him a chance to nick it off him. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Balogun is. He's got a bit of capacity he can play the ball out, but he's also a no-nonsense get ready when you need to. Mm. But I, I agree with we, we can be a wee bit one-dimensional and run it. I agree but you know, goals to me, balls to the fence are fantastic, but it's now becoming predictable. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Where, you know, you, the, the diagonal across the park, it's happening too many times mm-hmm. and it's starting to get rid of too much, I think. Um, I agree. Yeah, totally agree with you. What about a scoreline, Justin? For you for tonight, what are you going to be watching? <laughs> um, but my heart says three one. My head is one each two one. Yeah. <laughs> who who wins, heart or head? Always got to go with heart. Enjoy enjoy the game. Yeah. Well, let's let's see what happens tonight, Justin. But enjoy it. And uh, thanks for Thank joining you. us on the show. See you, Justin. Cheers, Justin. Thank you, guys. All the best. Take care, guys. 
the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Away from kick-off at Ibrox, it's going to be quite a night uh, when Rangers play Bronby and you do feel there's a little bit of pressure attached to this one uh, with Steven Gerrard and his team pointless so far from the two games played uh, and it's when you look back that you realise how well Rangers have started in the group stages over the last three seasons but uh, just as Celtic did on Tuesday Rangers could change the whole complexion of that group situation if they can get themselves maximum points on the board and uh, we should have the team news in about 30 to 40 minutes hopefully to uh, find out if Craig uh, and Leanne were right in their uh, predictions about what that Rangers lineup is going to be tonight against the Danish champions. I should say, Leanne, how's your how's the head knock? Are you recovering from that uh, brutal attack on you at the weekend? Yeah, I'm getting there. Um, Tell us what happened. Well, we were nil nil in the game, um, and the ball dropped, kind of in the six yard box um, there, is video, there is video footage there is video there? footage yes um, it was circulating on my Instagram over the last couple of days um, light hearted banter of course about mm. it but anyway I put my head in knowing that I was probably favourite to win it but the, the, the Hearts player made contact with the head which wasn't great I went down we did get a penalty which mm. I got back up and scored but the best part of it was that actually my own teammates thought I was completely at it. Um, <laughs> so, needless to say, I've been casting that up for the last two or three days because I did have an extremely sore head and um, was a bit worse for wearing the there was after it. But all good, we got the three points, two goals, clean sheet. Seven, brave, Robert. Seven, seven brave. points from nine. Very, so very putting, you're putting your head where it hurts. Or, or silly. Picking, or <laughs> picking yourself up, composing yourself, taking a penalty score and... Hard as nails. It was, it was a Craig Moore type challenge, actually, wasn't it? Because <laughs> the, the ball was really just an innocent bystander, wasn't it? <laughs> no, listen, I just reminded the players, you know, on Tuesday night at training that that's, that's what I'm willing to do. So the next time I'm having a pop at you, get your head. Yeah, I'm willing to bleed yeah. for yeah. the cause. <laughs> for the cause, yeah. And that makes me sound and really tough. I've actually not put a tackle in for the last decade, so I was probably <laughs> due to do something. And it's underneath the hairline and we'd never know. Um, what about Scotland uh, tomorrow night against Hungary uh, at Hamden? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Another opportunity for the players um, under the, the new regime, if you like, to, to go and play and perform. They've been decent I think in the last couple of games I've watched and been across the commentary so tomorrow night at Hamden's another opportunity a bigger pitch you know away to Hungary was a, a tougher task last month I think it'll be a different story tomorrow night I don't expect there to be any issues for, for the players at all I think it'll be a case of how many goals they want to go and score because um, they can be wasteful at times you know the opportunities that they create more often than not they, they, they don't go and take them so I think they've got to show that ruthless side um, but things are coming together nicely you can see there's a, a right good feel good factor around the squad the players look happy there's some fresh new faces that have come in as well so yeah another opportunity for them to put a marker down in the group Do you want to hear from Rachel Corsi? Go on then let's hear her it was it was great to go and play on such a big pitch. To be honest with you, um, I think it was uh, we were able to move the 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 ball around very well. Um, obviously having that crowd in as well, I think it makes it that extra bit um, special within the within the pitch. And you know the team can really get a buzz off that and you know put energy on the pitch with ha- having them around. So um, hopefully we can get the same again on Friday. It sounded a wee bit like she was joining us from outer space there, didn't it? I don't but, think uh... that's Rachel trying to put a, a name to the voice, but. I'd... 
Is that not Rachel? Well, I was I was uh, very confidently informed it was Rachel talking about obviously talking oh, about Rachel McLaughlin. It is Rachel McLaughlin. Yes. Ah, see, this is what happens when there's a couple of Rachels in the in the squad. Right, that's it. The production team is. We'll get confirmation for that, but that's almost <laughs> like a a Saturday night quiz game you've got us doing, Rob. Who is it? Yeah. Who is it actually yes, speaking? Yes, yes. <laughs> is it A Rachel Corsi, B Rachel McLaughlin, or C Rachel somebody else? Yeah, um, no, Rachel's. Uh, yes, yeah, she's probably been put up for the media as well. She's a player that's that's grown into the squad. She's performing well at Rangers just now and having a, a good start to the season. And you know, it's well, there's actually three Rachels in the squad now. You've got Rachel Boyle there as well. So the, oh, the, yeah. the media team are really trying to confuse everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it certainly worked. Um, this is definitely Erin Cuthbert um, on the on the brink of winning her forty sixth cap. No, certainly not. I think I had the dream of one. I had the dream of playing for Scotland, but I don't think you see any further than that. And especially at the time where the exposure, the visibility wasn't as big as it is now. You know, I I just dreamed of playing for my country. I didn't even dream of being a professional footballer. I think part of me wanted to be, but I didn't actually know if it was possible. It was never on the TV. It was never, you know, accessible to me. I couldn't go to my local club and watch it like there is Rangers, City, like Celtic, all, you know, getting professional environments now. So... Um, I think it's it's definitely, I have to pinch myself a little bit. The gnaw at the start was in response to, did you ever dream of winning 46 caps? Which, <laughs> which she's going to do uh, tomorrow night. She is just such an infectious character, isn't she? Oh, she's unbelievable. She's been modest. She knew she was going to play for Scotland. She was there, she was a mascot, I think, when she was nine, ten years old and, and she had she had that dream. I know what she's saying that she, she might not have seen it and known it was going to happen, but the, the quality that she's got and how good she's been from a, a young age, she was always going to make it to the top. But I think she's got her head screwed on and that's the most important thing about Erin because she has got an abundance of talent. She's been at a big club since a young age. There's been questions asked over. She's in a tough environment where you need to learn really quickly and you know what that's mm, like, Craig, yep. you know, and, and pressure on her and and, and because she's not an England player down there as well, you know that they're, they're protected in that sense, but I always think there's question marks over certain players. Erin's fitness has been questioned over the last number of years and she's been in and out of the squad, but she's always a player now that Emma Hayes, the, the Chelsea manager, relies on heavily. You know, she's scoring in the Champions mm. League. The other week, Caroline Weir was the same at Man City. It just makes you enormously proud when you think of the journeys that these players have come through and, and they're there and they are on the TV now. We do get to see it week by week. The, the WSL is on mm-hmm. every weekend and that's incredible because to, to be able to now step away from it but to follow their journey week to week it, it is just unbelievable. So hopefully tomorrow night they can put on a, a decent performance for Erin's 46 cap. She makes a really good point, doesn't she? I mean, she's 23 uh, and growing up, it just wasn't there to, to, to watch. And it is now and hopefully that's going to breed a whole new generation of of Erin Cuthberts. <laughs> and 100%, like I said, just the, the opportunity now, um, you know, in terms of young girls being able to watch the, the national team, to be able to watch the... the the, the local league to uh, for me even the the English stuff the Scottish stuff it's now it's all going to a to a level where many people are able to watch that can aspire young girls we experienced it also Rob uh, in in Australia as well Sammy Kerr uh, who's an icon back home in Australia and every young girl kicking about in Australia wants to be a, a professional footballer mm-hmm. so you know if you get the right the right characters um, that promote the game and are doing well then you'll get a whole new generation of new talent wanting to come into the game. And it's an exciting time for women's football, Rob, because it's just, it's growing hand over fist. It really is the, you know, the exposure. Now, the Women's World Cup coming in a couple of years, um, the the records that are being broken every day, uh, Leanne, in terms of the crowds yeah. 
the, no, that, the enthusiasm for the game now is incredible. Absolutely, and that's what that's what's unbelievable about it. And and those are the pinch me moments when you hear players speaking about that, Craig. To to think back to when my career started or mm. my journey in football started and very limited in terms of the opportunities even with girls teams that you could go and play for then coming through the, the senior programme you were a senior player at 16, 17 years old that was the only options you had there was no development opportunities um, you were either good enough it was sink or swim you were in a dressing room with you know, full senior players players in their 30s um, and you needed to just go on with it. Now the players have got a better pathway that it's more visible for them to see even at a young age, you know, U7s, U9s, U11s, 13s, the whole way up, the national programmes there, mm. now it's established. And now you, you get to follow that, as like I'm saying, you turn the TV on at the weekends now, and, you know, not, I'm not just speaking about me, but female pundits as well in yeah, the game. And yeah. There's everything there to inspire young girls now that are you're coming great. through. You're great. No, Average. amazing. Champions League um, finals, all these massive games. When you're growing up and all that sort of stuff, yeah. probably you know, you never knew any of this. Manchester City, Arsenal, to play and represent these kind of football clubs, you, it must be you, you must have to scratch your head at times. I know you've got a sore head, Leanne, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> in in, in terms next, of all the possibilities now, that's it. And the next thing for Scotland, I think, in, in our journey here is that we need to continue to grow the game, and, and the game's been at Hamden now. It's the home. It, you know, Scottish football, that's where it will always be. That's what, except Tuesday, I think they're playing at St Mirren because it's a friendly yeah. against mm -hmm. Sweden. Mm -hmm. um, but to know that as a fan base and, and Scotland supporters, that's where the women's team play now. That's yeah. where they will always be. So if you want to follow the journey and you want to be part of the World Cup um, qualifying campaign and you want to be there and support the team, you want to take young girls along, family members, girls, boys, doesn't matter, grannies, grandas, mm. that's where it is. But we need to grow those numbers now because we've been talking about this infantry stage for so long now where it's about grassroots and development. We've got that now. Yeah. Of course, that will continue to get better and grow, but it's the investment at the top end of the game now that we need so that we can continue to, mm. to generate income at the top end and have the players what an experience you know you think back to the Jamaica game 18,500 at Hamden before the yeah. World Cup in 2019 incredible stuff something that you never thought you would see as a player certainly my generation anyway so it would be incredible to see that by the end of this campaign again you know I think the last yeah. game was maybe 6,000 what are they expecting tomorrow night? Get, it's a tough one you know hopefully no less than, than what they had at the last game yeah. Um, I know it becomes tough late kickoffs, midweek games, trying mm -hmm. to get, you know, we've probably got a lot of young supporters that come to that as well. So getting, mm. you know, late nights for school and whatever don't become that easy. Um, but hopefully parents and teachers and, and family members understand and, and get as many along as we possibly can. And they did get seven goals the last time, didn't they, at Hamden as well. Tomorrow night, 7.35, get yourselves along for Scotland against Hungary. Uh, let's hope that the momentum will continue. Uh, that's tomorrow night, tonight at uh, eight o'clock. Uh, an hour and 45 minutes away from Rangers against Bronby. Let's talk to Cammy, Rangers fan. Hi, Cammy. Hi, guys. Good evening. Hi, Cammy. Hey, Cammy. How are you? Yeah, very well. What are you thinking about the game? Are you are you heading for the game? No, I won't, I won't be there tonight, but I'll no. be watching it. What, what are you thinking? How's it going to go, Cammy? I think Rangers will be short of confidence after the, the result, after the result against Hearts, although I do think that their performance was very good. I would possibly say that that's the best they've actually played this season, especially in the first half. I thought their tempo was tremendous. And in the first half, they're outstanding. I think in the, you look at the stats, 27 shots, um, you, should, you, should, you should be scoring more than one goal. Yeah, yeah, no, I, t I totally agree, Cammy. I thought the combination play, uh, especially in the first half, was, was fantastic. Rangers created um, some, some good opportunities. Uh, unfortunately, they just like I says couldn't really um, 
you know, put the game to bed early. Um, and and the, the second half, I, I think the whole season, hasn't it? It's been like you've seen a good 45 minutes here or there. I, I think that that was the best 45 minutes that Reigns have produced, but didn't go out and, and, and follow it up in the second half, which, is, which has been the downfall this season so far, that Reigns have kept teams... Um, involved in matches and giving them those those opportunities. Very interested to see what they do tonight because you, you touch on confidence, Cammy. Um, obviously, you know in terms of goals, there, there's there's not a lot of goals coming. And, and defensively, for last season, Rangers were so strong. They're they're light on stock at the back. Uh, and I also felt that Goldson and Balligan, who were both on yellow cards in that second half against Hearts, didn't defend well at all. So. Be interesting to see how they do tonight. And we got that collector's item of an Alan McGregor mistake right at the end. Yeah, and, and that's what happens, Rob, when you, you, you're going into these matches and it's getting late and it's only 1-0. A mistake can happen, a deflection, penalty, these kind of things. I mean, Alan McGregor rarely makes these kind of mistakes and mm. he made some some great saves uh, to keep Rangers in the game. But that was when Barry Mackay waltzed by two central defenders as if they weren't there. And then the tide turned a little bit. But then Rangers had that the opportunity, roof off the post, Morelos... Could tap it in. Cammy, who are you playing up top tonight? I would start I would start Kamar Roof up top tonight and I would play Scott Wright and Yanis Haji um, out, out wide. You stick to the same formation? Yeah, I would do. Yeah, I think that's what Rangers know best. I also think, obviously, touching on the Hearts game, it's a bad result, but Rangers have all, always came back and it came back after a negative result into these European matches and showing a different side of them. It mm-hmm. seems to bring out the best of Rangers, so hopefully that's what we'll be seeing tonight. Let's have a listen to Stephen Gerrard, what he was saying. Um, he was asked the, the obvious question, I guess, is it must win? I don't mind if you put it that way. Uh, you know, We want to try and win every game here at Rangers, no matter where we're sitting in the table. But having lost the first two games, I think it's very important that we win this head-to-head over the next two games. We have to take a minimum of four points. Ideally, we take six. So tomorrow we need a performance and a result that's going to try and kickstart our Europa League campaign. I don't think our two performances have been miles away, but it's a results business and to get out of the group you need results, so we're well aware of that. If that adds a little bit more pressure going into tomorrow's game and, and people on the outside want to make it a must-win game, we're okay with that. Do you see Leon uh, already, Cami, as the group winners? Is it about catching Sparta Prague for, for second place? Yeah, I think when you look at the group, you, you think Leon are, are probably looking to take maximum points uh, from it. I, I think Rangers are all going into the game tonight that they have to take three points off Bronby at, at home and also go and take three points off and away from home and beat Sparta. So I would say if you're looking at um, a race against Sparta for second, for second place. Of course, there is... Uh, the third place angle, which which does mean for Celtic or Rangers, uh, Conference League football uh, beyond the turn of the year. But when you've done what Rangers have done, uh, Leanne, over the last two, three seasons, uh, you want to be in those knockout stages of this competition, aren't you? Yeah, 100%. I don't even think that will be in the thoughts of the Rangers players or, or coaching staff. They'll have one thought and that is to go and get three points tonight. You know, they'll have. I think they'll have belief based on recent uh, previous performances sorry in the, in the last couple of years and how they've performed that they can go and get good results when, when they need them because I think Cammy, ben, what do you think is missing from Rangers in terms of the stats is it a concentration thing with the players with the amount of opportunity, opportunities that they're passing up I, I would think so yeah. I think the, the players possibly start to get 
I would say frustrated, but I think going, going into the last 20 minutes of the game, last season we would have seen the, the Rangers team chucking more men forward, just totally just gung-ho going for it, whereas I think maybe the Rangers players this season won each against Hearts, possibly even feel a wee bit, wee bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you need to go back, you need to go sideways. That, and that, I think that might be from the fans getting on their backs. So I think Rangers just, just need a wee bit more create, creativity and um, just put a finishing touch on it because the chance, chances of being there are just not being put in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. No, I'd agree with that. So you're hopeful, Cammy. We've had, uh, we've had a couple of 3-1, tentative 3-1 predictions already tonight from a couple of Rangers fans. What are you thinking? It's a two-one for me. I think. I think we have two. I think Braun Bay will, will go one-nil up tonight, and I think Rangers will come back and win two-one. Good to have you on the show. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cammy. All the best. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat, and more. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Leanne Crichton is here. Craig Moore is here. I'm just about here and I'm uh, just about going to run through uh, some scorelines because some of these Europa League games, of course, uh, kick off pretty early doors. Um, Fenerbahce 1, Royal Antwerp 1 is the latest. Lazio 0, Marseille 0. Even in the second division of Europe, there are some pretty tasty ties. Michelin uh, nil, nil with Red Star Belgrade. Uh, Braga at a goal up against Ludogorets away from home. Rapid Vienna 2, Dinamo Zagreb 1. And the match which we've got on here in the studio, because obviously implications for Celtic. Uh, what would Celtic want, I wonder, in the ideal world from this game in Seville that's going on right at the moment? 37 minutes in, Leanne. Betis, nil, Leverkusen, nil. Yeah. What, what, would, what would Celtic want, do you think, from this one, ideally? I think they probably need either either team to go and run away with the the first spot, no? Is that not how you, you would normally see it? I think, you <laughs> know, in group, in group games that I've played with, yeah. you, a draw leaves another team alive, whereas you go and have, have maximum points. So, um don't know, Craig, what are you thinking on it? Yeah, I, I think that maybe a draw here um, again gives Celtic an opportunity to, to go and, and hopefully get another result against Ferenc Varos. Um, Leverkusen, I, st- I, I think, are the strongest in this group, but at the moment, you know, Betis are, are doing quite well in this match. It's actually been quite a good match. Frim, Frimpong has been very, very lively mm. mm-hmm. for, for Leverkusen down the right-hand side. Um, good match. I think a draw. Do you think Celtic could take points off them again? Off Ferenc Varos? Uh, no, in, or, the, in the other remaining group games. Yeah, I, th- I think again, I think you, you look at... Well, Betis, both, Betis at home. Yeah, but both of the matches, uh, if, if Celtic continue to improve defensively, I, I look at both of the matches against Real Betis and Leverkusen, and Celtic created a, like good opportunity, good opportunities. Obviously, away from home, they 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 went up early doors. The first twenty five minutes against Betis, they were unbelievable. Mm. Defensively, then get yourself in a little bit of bother. Mm-hmm. So you ask me, do I think they can get points from from the top yeah. two, Betis and, Le- and Leverkusen? I believe they can. Yeah. Yeah, I think Leverkusen they might struggle. I think yeah. they could get a result against Betis yeah. without a doubt. So I think tonight you would maybe just say if Leverkusen take maximum points, you fancy yourself against Betis, you go and match their points in the next game, you're both on six. Mm-hmm. It puts you in a good position, mm. you know, for second spot. Here's your pal Ange um, talking about uh, 
clean sheets and good def- well, you're talk- good talking defending. about good defending good because defender. he doesn't do clean sheets here he is yeah, I've said before it's, it's, to me it's not about clean sheets it's how we defend because you can keep a clean sheet when the opposition you know have a bag load of chances and Leverkusen kept a clean sheet against us but I don't think it was because of good defending because it was an outstanding goalkeeping display I thought we defended really well today as a team I thought we worked really hard our strikers our three front boys worked hard our midfielders made sure that they didn't have too, many, too much access through the centre of the park and then our our back four and Joe were, were really solid when they needed. A couple of key moments, Tony Ralston's interception was crucial and, and Joe made one really good save, I thought. so. But overall, I thought our defending as a team was was good. I thought it was good against uh, Motherwell as well. And When you get clean sheets that way, then it is pleasing, but it's, it's more pleasing that we got it defending well rather than just because we got a clean sheet. The thing is, he can't do anything till January in terms of personnel yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. He, he's got he's got two rookie fullbacks, really, you would say, mm-hmm. in Ralston and Montgomery. He's got Starfelt and Carter Vickers as yeah. pretty much the only place he has to go for experienced uh, or, or central defenders of any great experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, would it, would that, would that Will he be concerned about that back line, for instance, going to Leverkusen? Ah, look, I mean, again, I think as long as he continues to see the improvement defensively. Yeah, again, he's not defensively. He's not necessarily just the the, the action of that defender against a striker. No. There, there's so much more to that. Making sure that you know you got good shape. Kyogo's obviously uh, harassing and causing a lot of mistakes. Midfield blocking pathways. You know, being able to stop moments happening before that, that's good defending. And and then if you've got all those things happening in front of you, Rob, and your fullbacks are they they're in when they need to be in. They're out when they need to be out. Good combination between central defender. Uh, again, that you're not in a straight line. Sometimes you you got to be. Uh, if if one's going to challenge, you got to make sure that you come. It's concentrating and being focused. And you do all those kind of things well, then you're giving away very very small amount of chances, if any. And mm-hmm. Celtic are a team that will continue to create and score goals. Yeah. So that when when you talk about Ange and the style of football that he'd like to play at Celtic and the improvement. They'll continue to, to 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 be creative. They'll score a lot of goals. They'll miss a lot of opportunities. When they're really, really strong defensively, this is going to be a really, really dangerous team. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do parking the bus, does he, Ange? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> uh, an announcement today, maybe just confirmation today, uh, that Dominic Mackay, uh, remember him briefly, uh, for about an hour and a half, I think he was chief executive at Celtic. Well, he was slightly <laughs> longer than that, but it was a, it was a short spell. Uh, non-executive director and chairman of the Heineken Champions Cup in uh, rugby. So he's back into the oval ball game, yes. which is from wh- whence he came. It's been a bizarre little episode, that, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been strange, really strange, Rob. Um, you just, you know, you would love to be a fly in the wall at times with, with these conversations and situations because we spec- speculate so much about them and, and we never really know the truth. So um, certainly a, a short-lived time at Celtic and, and back where maybe he, he feels more at home and, and comfortable in an environment that he... He knows the game better, knows the way the business runs and, and how things go. Um, but no, certainly it didn't help the situation at Celtic in recent no. months, you know, with the amount of turmoil that was going on, the rebuild that's happening on the pitch. I think it was just another dimension that, mm-hmm. that heightened probably the pressure on the team. That, you know, and Ange Postacoglu and the new players that he brought in, it was just another thing that, you know, fans looked at it, the media spoke about it and you don't need things like that going on behind the scenes no. when you're... you're trying to get it right on the pitch. I think that's settled a little bit now, Rob, because the team's performing well, they're going and winning football matches and all of a sudden, mm. all that backroom noise that you, we were hearing at the beginning because it was stop-start, they were conceding goals, they weren't performing the way that everybody expected them to, then that's when people have a field day. 
But now they're, they're performing well, they're getting the results, and all of a sudden... People aren't, people aren't looking behind the scenes at that not point, Not as much, they? no, definitely not. That's the way it works, isn't it? Yeah. Let's talk, I'd like to get your views on a couple of transfer issues. Um, the one surrounding, well, it's a, an ongoing contract issue with Conor Goldson. Will he sign a new one with Rangers? He was asked about mm-hmm. it uh, yesterday. Also, Jota, the, the season-long loan from Benfica, uh, outstanding on Tuesday. What a pass that was. One of the passes of the season to release Kyogo for the first goal of the game. Um, he's a Portuguese under-21 international. 18 caps at that level. He's 22 now. Um, will Celtic be able to get him uh, on some sort of permanent arrangement? Here was Ange talking about his Portuguese winger after the game. Yeah, he was he was great. You know, the, the key with attacking players like him and, and, and the others who brought in is that they need to invest in, in our football and that is they need to work hard in certain areas and if they do, they'll get the rewards with, with the way we play because we're always going to be a team that wants to attack. We're always going to be a team that tries to play into their strengths rather than just sort of knocking long balls and, and asking them to challenge for 50-50s. But to do that, you've got to do the other side of it. And I think he's getting better at that. He's, he's understanding, you know, he, he wants he needs to work hard to put pressure on the opposition. Kyogo, Liel are the same. Um, so, you know, once these guys understand that, the way we play will give them the opportunities to, to showcase their abilities. And he's a very talented footballer. We knew that before we got him. That's why we brought him in. But I also knew that you know, the football we play would suit him provided he bought into all the other stuff. I think it's a popular topic of conversation, Leanne, among the Celtic fans at the moment, Jota, uh, and will they be able to get him signed up on some sort of permanent arrangement? Listen, it would be a no-brainer if you could make that happen. Six million seems to be the figure. Yeah, and I think when you you look at him, you look at the the attributes that he's got, the performance levels, um, I think the bravery. You know, he always wants on the ball. He's always looking to make something happen. I've yet to see him fall out of a game as such. You know, I think he's always a live wire. I think listening to Ange Postecoglou, of course, there's things that he can do better, especially in the system that he's been asked to play in with that defensive shift. The game's wide open at times. You need to know your responsibilities, when to tuck in, when to go and help out a teammate, um, when to be, you know, proactive and not reactive. So I think there's, you know, he's a young player, 22, but it does make you question why he's been let go in the first place because mm. he, he looks like a real talent. They must have some squad. <laughs> well, yeah, probably down to that as well. But you just wonder why there's not been other clubs as well that have that have looked at him. Mm. You know, I always think, you know, not a down Scottish football, but mm. I think he's been a real find yeah, for yeah, Celtic, no. you know, and, and Ange Postecoglou saying it. We knew he was super talented when yeah. we brought him here. So it does make you question how he's managed to slip mm. through the system. I'd also quite like to see the small print on that arrangement, the, the loan arrangement, because will it be a Jack Hendry type I thing? I think the exact where, same thing, Rob. Where, yeah. uh, where um, Ostend get first dibs. Mm-hmm. And, and I, when I heard it was first dibs, I thought, Celtic then Ostend, but actually Ostend had the first shout. Yeah. I wonder will Celtic have first shout on Jota? Yeah, interesting. I don't know the the the, the intimate details yet of of what is in place in the agreement. But if you're talking six six and a half million, um, then for me it's it's a no brainer. Like you said, mm-hmm. Leanne, I think that would be amazing business. He's shown very early. I think from the first match that we watched him, in terms of he was a player with um, unbelievable confidence that liked to get at his fullback. Asks a lot of questions, can go inside, can go outside, has a range of passing. And now if he can get that defensive side without the ball at, at a level, and that's just in terms of the physical ability to be able to get about the football field. Yep. Can I can I press my buzzer? Yep. Who do you think's in goals for Rangers tonight? Are you gonna to tell me McLaughlin? The fact that you've asked. Yeah. <laughs> 
Robbie McCrory. Oh, okay. Fair play. Robbie McCrory and goals. Uh, no, what am I? What am I talking about? I've gone to the the subs first, right? Uh, can't, <laughs> okay. can't, can't cancel cancel the question. The, the team <laughs> and the subs. Alan McGregor's in goals for Rangers tonight. <laughs> yeah. Right, McGregor. Yes. Uh, Tavernier. Yep. Goldson, Balogun, and Barisic. Yep. It's uh, listed in numbers. That's why I'm taking mm-hmm. my time. Also, having yep. made a complete cod of the of it first time around. Yep. Um, in the midfield, Stephen Davis comes back as you thought. Uh, John Lundstrom is in there. Joe Arebo is in there. Uh, Haji, Roof, and Morellis. Yeah, I think that's, it's, that's it's, we, as we call that's it. That's what we said. Yeah. yeah. And then again, we you, so it's it's look, it's just the same. It's the same sort of like um, formation that. Uh, Rangers have been playing. Leanne, we'd we, we probably both agree that we'd like to see Roof stay a little bit central and closer to Morelos and work as a partnership. Uh, and then that way you, you give Hadji maybe a little bit of licence. Yeah, and I think when you've got Barisic on that side as well, you know, if Roof comes off the channel and yeah. moves in the pitch, it yeah. opens that left-hand side for Barisic to go and attack and, and get forward and put deliveries in for Morelos. Mm-hmm. Um, you get Lundstrom, the, you know, picking up ball, second balls, edge of the box. He'll take a bit of confidence, I think, from his goal at the weekend. It was a good finish. Um, so he's going to be looking to get higher up the pitch. And then you've got Hadji, as you say, coming in and a bit of freedom in that right-hand side. I'm just saying, I was looking, I was writing some notes down earlier earlier on, Robin. Formations, we can get bombarded, obviously, in formations. But like I said, you've got Lundstrom and, and Davis. So they're kind of sitting central and, and protecting your back four. Hadji plays on the right, uh, Aribo on the left, and you've got Roof and Rails playing through the middle. Obviously, that 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 will change. But it was just it was funny because I wrote down a front six in my day, mm-hmm. and you got you know Moles and, and Wallace up top, Kanchelskis that was bombing on down the right, McCann bombing on down the left, and, and Barry and Giovanni in the middle of the park. It worked not too bad. That was a team. Not a bad team. Was... It worked not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so again, I would, I would just like to see a, a little bit more. Um, support to Morelos because that, um, on that team they were always a bit defensively questionably <laughs> didn't like running back uh, didn't like running back uh, that, that, that that's for sure uh, but keep keep Roof in, in, a, in a more central area you're right Leanne that gives that ability I mean Rangers love to bomb them with their fullbacks anyway so Barisic has that opportunity almost becomes a bit of a box four if you think of the way Hadji plays at times as well you know if Roof comes in Hadji mm-hmm. drops in and you've almost got the two and two yeah. in the middle of the pitch so it becomes centrally really really strong you, and when you've got Tavernier and Barisic on either side the deliveries are there you want to have players centrally attacking the ball um, and getting in the box so no it looks like a decent system in, in personnel I'm just getting over my spot what the about the subs you want to get to the moment. subs no, 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 I, no I, I peaked I, I, to be honest I peaked with the I subs I thought there was going to be another headline that I came know, with that, that no, no that was uh, <laughs> yeah. Rob, Rob just winked at me like I'm here I'm just winding you up a little I, bit there yeah, I, think. I, I, I wish that had <laughs> been the case uh, so just <laughs> recapping on the team then McGregor and goals Tavernier, Goldson uh, Balogun and Barisic Davis, Lundrum, Are- Lundstrom, Aribo, Haji, Roof, Morales. Um, so that looks a, a pretty strong uh, Rangers team uh, mm-hmm. tonight uh, against Bronby. It's going to be really interesting uh, to see how that one goes. Against the team who, yes, they're Danish champions, uh, but right at the moment you would have to look at their current form. They've won 3 out of 12 so far yeah. in the Danish league. Yeah, again, not unbelievable form. Uh, you know, from going from champions to be sitting at this stage, you know, six six in the league, um, Rangers at home, and with that starting eleven, Rob, you you, you go, they're not going to get a better opportunity than to go and win uh, a European match, um, and he touches on it being a must win. The next two games for me a must win. They need to take six points out of the next two games to to have a real chance to um, to get through uh, the group and. 
it start it starts tonight, and I think that again, if the energy is good, if the energy is good and there's an urgency, then you take those moments. Then it'll be a it'll be a big help. But the, that positivity needs to be for ninety minutes. It can't be for forty five minutes. If you if it's a first half performance or a second half performance, they'll come up short. Stephen Gerrard was asked whether the competitive nature, as it's been so far this season of the of the Premiership, would have any impact on tonight. I just think we were we were dealt a, a difficult group. I think Leon have started the group as everyone would have imagined, really strong favourites. I think we've seen that uh, at Ibrox. Uh, our second game w- was really close, but unfortunately we lost the boxes. Unfortunately, we couldn't defend our box well enough uh, from from a set play. So. We were punished in that game as well. I don't think uh, the domestic forms had any result, any impact on them to results. Um, but I do agree with the part of your question that it is more competitive from a domestic point of view. I think Hart and Hibbs have started the, the season ever so well. I think Dundee obviously emerged the last three, four games with their form. We certainly welcome uh, that competition. Positive thing for me is I still, still think we've got levels and gears to go into and we're still sitting in a nice place. So... Um, I do expect our form and our level and our rhythm to change as we go along. So the other game in uh, Group A tonight is Sparta Prague at home to Leon. Very much the group favourites. Uh, Rangers against Bronby at eight. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Let's go to Ibrox. That's where uh, Craig Moore is going to be heading in about 15 minutes' time. It's either going to be the helicopter or the fast limo. Uh, we're not sure, but uh, he will be there my, in my, time for the kickoff. I've got my trainers, Rob. I've got my trainers. Oh, excellent. I'm going to jog down there. And you've always a pace on your side, so uh, so it's going to be fine, yeah, isn't it? No problem. Just a couple of changes uh, to the Rangers team then from the one which drew with hearts at the weekend. Um, of course, uh, Glenn Kamara is suspended Scott Wright drops out return of Stephen Davis not surprisingly and Kemar Roof as well so McGregor and Goals Tavrier Goldson uh, Balogun and Barisic uh, Lundstrom Davis and Aribo Hadji Roof Morellas. that is the starting lineup for Rangers against uh, Bronby we'll come back to that in a sec but I was just interested to get your thoughts on on Connor Goldson uh, Craig and Leanne, yeah. um, who of course uh, missed the last game in, in, in Sparta Prague. That was the first European game yeah. since Steven Gerrard arrived. That Conor Goldson didn't feature uh, mainly because he was uh, he was ill and or mm. isolating and and unable to travel. But he has been Mister Ever Present. Apart from that, Mister Consistency. Mm-hmm. Will he continue to be a Rangers player? That's the question um, beyond the end of this season. And it was a question that was put to him at the media conference yesterday. No, I haven't heard anything. To be honest, I haven't really spoke to my agent or spoke to the club recently, so I really couldn't tell you where it's at. But I'm just focused on the club and focused on playing football and making sure this football club wins because, as I said, we've got a massive run of games which starts tomorrow and I need to be at my best and the team needs to be at the best to win those games. Tomorrow, of course, speaking uh, yesterday, uh, the match is just over an hour away. Would you be worried? Should the Rangers fans be worried, Craig, um, that that doesn't seem to be going anywhere if Conor Colson is to be believed? I find it strange that um, there has been no conversations, um, nothing being mentioned from from manager to player, or you know, like yeah, for me, it's a concern. It doesn't seem like um, it's a player that 
they're desperate to try and do business with, as great as what Connor Goldson has been. Uh, certainly if I was that player, I'm feeling as if, you know, like um, after a good season, season and a half, um, I'd be knocking on the door uh, because I'd want to find out exactly what, what is happening because come January, um, obviously they're, they're able to talk and do pre-contracts and so you're only a few months away from, mm. from potentially losing a player. Anyway, uh, the longer it goes as well, obviously the more that it allows... Mm -hmm us all to speculate, you know, about why it's not happened. And it's it, for me, it's go in, do your business, whether he's going to be there next season or not. I, I think it's important that you sort of like make a call or make a stand, Rob, because then that way people can move on rather than people continually asking the same question that then has a knock-on effect, uh, effect potentially in terms of team performance. I just just be honest, be, be up front. What are you doing? You're going to stay? Do the club want you? Yes, no, move on. Are you buying it, Craig, that he says he's not had a conversation with his agent? No, not at all. Not at all. That's why I think that's strange that you, you would even allude to, to mm. that being the, the scenario. Sounds, un sounds unlikely, I think it? in the modern day game, There's a we constant know the dialogue. influence that the agents have now got. And, yeah. and I know different players will, will allow a, a certain amount mm. of um, external noise from the agent, but I think that's a strange one when you're approaching your 29th birthday and you've got you know, less than a year left in your contract I don't think that's a, a situation that many players would be comfortable within and, mm -hmm. and maybe that that is an issue for Conor Goldson I think you're right Craig the club should if they want to keep him make it clear that they want to keep him but then is it possibly is it possible that there's maybe an evaluation uh, a difference in what the, that evaluation looks like does Conor Goldson think that he's maybe worth a X amount of contract and, and Rangers don't think he's, yeah, he's yeah. quite there and, and that's why there's mm. no conversation yeah. because it's very clear from the, the get go the two the two sides are, are on very different pages. Who knows? Because on the face of it, you would look at that area of the Rangers team and it's been constantly disrupted, hasn't it, by mm -hmm. by injuries in the main, Katic and Helander and all the rest of it. The one yeah. constant has been Conor Goldson yeah. and you would imagine that under stable circumstances, Rangers would want this uh, this all to continue with him in the team. But but it, it does. There, there are lots of extraneous factors that, that we don't really know anything about one of which could be Conor Goldson's demand. Well, I mean, yeah, well, that's right. I mean, I I think even at the start of the season when there, there was three or four players that had re-signed and, and at that stage we were kind of saying, well, there's been no mention of Conor Goldson. That's a strange one, uh, especially on the back of what he, what, what he achieved last season, the amount of games that he played, um, huge performer. Uh, and, and for me, even now, it just fe it feels really <laughs> strange because I know what going in day in, day out with it, with, with that similar situation, you'd be like that, by the way, gaffer. Yeah. You know, for me, conversations have yeah. happened um, and it's just very strange. And if that's like, so if it's case, sometimes it happens, Rob, where uh, a player has to move on or, or we, we're going to move. That's business. If you're going to go to and you're probably thinking in your head off the back his performance and consistency levels in the last 18 months, this is his last chance at a, a big contract. Maybe what a three, four year possibly. Mm -hmm. If you move club, you mm -hmm. you know at twenty nine years old, having a really brilliant injury history. He's not had many issues. He's played what eighty one games it was in the bounds for Rangers before he dropped out. Um, he's probably thinking to himself, well, hold on now. If, if Rangers are only offering me this, maybe in a two year deal, who knows? I'm just speculating when I say that. But he thinks, no, I, I think a new club would take me on that consistency level and give me this the balance in terms of his life and his family commitments who knows maybe at some point he wants to get back down south I don't know but it's very strange that it's been this quiet yeah. it might like us as a game we don't know it might, there might be a, a family thing where he wants to he wants to return home you know 
do, does Connor Goldson, for example, if he does leave Rangers, does he go um, to a Premiership club? Yeah, championship. Uh, at, and if you go on championship, it's not. Cha- yeah, yeah, you can definitely go to the championship, no doubt. Still good but, money, though. I think probably to go and yeah. maybe a, a top end championship club mm-hmm. that believes they could go and get promoted, and you're in there in a three year contract. Mm. I don't know if you would go as far as doubling your your wages at a lot of championship clubs now because it is silly money mm. down south. You'd probably be getting a decent increase. Yeah, Craig, you can correct me if I'm no, wrong. No, I just saying depends. That, I, I, look, I, from from some of the salaries that I've heard that are sitting with both the. Celtic and Rangers. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of players that wouldn't actually get much more, maybe yeah. even less, to go down south. Mm-hmm. Mm. Championship. Yeah. One thing you know about Conor Goldson is that uh, while all this is going on and while we're all speculating um, about what's happening behind the scenes, he will continue to deliver uh, what he's always done for Rangers. I think we're guaranteed about that. And uh, he's certainly focused on the importance of tonight's game. Yeah, it's a massive game for us. It's a must win. Obviously, the first two games haven't gone to plan. If we want to keep playing in Europe after Christmas, then this game's a must win. We're at Ibrox. We've already lost one of our home games, so we need to now go on a run in the group, and that starts tomorrow. They really want to be getting off to a strong start tonight, don't they? You just you don't want that edginess to, to come in from the stands 25 minutes in and it's still goalless and, and Rangers aren't creating much. They want to they want to be out of the blocks tonight, don't they, Leanne? Yeah, and you want to take that disappointment, I think, from, from the weekend, you know, and losing the two points as late on as they did, finishing one each, uh, that will have been addressed. You know, I think in, in the dressing room afterwards, in the preparation, there's a couple of changes to the squad tonight. Roof gets a start. He'll be looking to make an impression, I would imagine. Morelis... Well, the manager's gone and spoken about the strikers and their conversion rate. I'm sure somebody will, will make him aware of that if, he, if he's not listened to his manager's interview. He'll have a point to prove and you know how much he loves celebrating and scoring in front of the Rangers fans. So you'll be expecting the Rangers players to come out tonight. I think there's a real purpose about them. You've got to get that energy going. You need to get that. We speak about it every Thursday when I'm in. The energy that the, the fans can give you, but the nervous energy that can be generated when you don't quite get it you know, right. So um, I think it'll be important. And I think if Alfredo Morelos could write the script for tonight, his 100th Rangers oh. goal would come in a European game at Ibrox, wouldn't oh, it? And then 101. Um, and, then put, put, <laughs> and, and then put Rangers in easy street. You know, that, of course, that's that's... Look... He'll get he'll he'll get there. I mean, if he can go and answer, I'm not saying these critics because nobody's doubting the ability of, of Morelos. We all know what a wonderful uh, talent he is, and he scored a huge amount of goals. Hopefully, he gets his his hundredth tonight because I think it's important, and, and and will help Rangers get over the line tonight. I just feel as if the the confidence within, and the nervousness about not being able to close games out, it's it's going to be a tough match. And I see. Personally, I've heard a one-one draw tonight as well. That's kind of where my head's at, Rob. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There is that. Nervous feeling, I think, among lots of the Rangers fans that maybe a negative feeling on the back of the weekend and, and also just the, the pressure of the group situation because Rangers need all need to be getting all three points tonight having gone pointless for the for the first two matches. Yeah, and so, but sometimes that can work in your favour, Rob. I think if you, you look at the beginning of the group and you maybe look too far ahead and, and games that you might expect to take points from and then before you know it, you've not, you've had a bad start Two games have gone, zero points. You're in a situation where you, you need to perform. You know, there's there's a ruthless side to Rangers, I think, as well. And when they get that right in terms of the attacking threat and the way they work through the thirds and, and how robust they can be defensively at times, if you get that right on the night, I think Rangers can, can go and dispatch any team, you know, comfortably 
two or three it could be tonight if Rangers get it right yeah. if they don't and they go through the motions mm. and they're a bit sloppy and the final ball's not quite there and the strikers are not quite firing then yes it becomes a tight game you know, and the pressure's on getting into the next game because if you don't take maximum points tonight Stephen Gerrard said he expects at least four points or he knows they need at least four points from these next two games well that's pressure in itself if you don't get the three tonight you know it rolls on for another week but you're looking to, to happen what happened for Celtic on, on Tuesday where you get the performance right on the pitch yep. you get the reaction back from the, the stands um, and one thing leads to another well, and again, it can be a game that turns around your your whole season in terms of definitely gets you back in terms of an opportunity within the group stage. Um, we know that they're doing well domestically, but certainly in terms of their performances, I think everyone knows that, that Rangers have been nowhere near their best. So it can just take that one performance job, but then all of a sudden it's a momentum swinger and, and you go on a run and all of a sudden five, six, seven players start finding their form again and that confidence comes back and it can change just by... One moment in a game. Hopefully, is, hopefully it's tonight for Rangers. What Rangers have got is a tough run, I would need to say. Yeah. They've got tonight. They've already dropped points against Hearts. They go to St Mirren, St. Mirren on Sunday. Aberdeen. They're away to Motherwell um, mm-hmm. the following weekend as well. A tough Aberdeen run. midweek, I think, as well. Yeah. Aberdeen midweek right? at yeah. home, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so it's a tough run of games. To, to not get a result would, I think, play in your mind a hell of a lot going into St Mirren, who are, you know, three wins in their last three. Mm-hmm are in a good place we know that that's a place that they've dropped points at before I think psychologically you know that as a player it's a potential banana skin so it's really important as well that tonight I think you don't get beat you know I think Rangers fans would take a point knowing that they've, they've got the potential then to go and get three um, the next round against you know in the next round of games sorry against Bromby and they can tap into so many uh, top European performances of, of recent times. You don't have to go back too far. Those games against Benfica, mm-hmm. against real Champions League quality opposition when Rangers turned it on. Yeah, Rob. And look, hopefully a lot of the players in terms of their preparation, you know, are, are visualising those nights and those memories yeah. um, and puts them in a really good place to go out and and, and go and achieve that result tonight. I think that that sometimes plays a huge part in I'm terms gonna, of your preparation. I'm going to let you go and get yeah. into your James Bond My helicopter on. on the way time, but let's get the trainers <laughs> on. One, 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 one for you, Leanne. Yeah. Scoreline for you. I think Rangers will edge it uh, by a goal. I can see a one 0 two one affair. Thanks to you both. Cheers. Uh, Thanks, good Rob. luck to Rangers tonight, and we're back tomorrow night with all the reaction live at five. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade online.